And welcome to Morning in the Mountains for the Thursday edition. I'm Frank Murphy, as you may have become accustomed to my face, perhaps. But let's <laughs> welcome Mel Whaley, who is filling in for Cura mm -hmm. this week. Mel, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, I've had you on as an interviewee twice on the show. And what we're doing yes. right now, by the way, is we are liking and sharing the video, which we want you to do as well. So I'm trying to find it because... Um, the way streaming video works, I'm actually uh, only 30 seconds ahead of you, so which means, or 30 seconds behind you, uh, mm -hmm. all of you watching. So I'm not sure exactly how that works. I see it on here. I just can't figure it out. Oh, here I, here look, there's us. Aren't, don't we look cute? Here we are. All right, so like and share and okay. check in at Mountain Fun Life and all of the things. That's what we're going to do. Okay. All right, so that totally worked. Great. Well, Mel, uh, remind me. Because I've interviewed you twice, and yesterday on the show, we saw the interview with you in your gorgeous ski patrol ah, outfit. Yeah. You looked like you had just come off the Swiss Alps because it looked very Switzerlandy. You know what I mean? That whole, you know, the... the oh, yeah, the cross, the yeah. red. Yes. So that was one of your uh, vocations, is to be a ski patrol volunteer. Definitely. More like a first responder for yeah. outdoor sports. Okay. So we'll get back to that later because literally that was just on the show yesterday. But you were also here several mm -hmm. months back when I first met you and you were talking about how you help people who have different charities or help people with different businesses get their social media going. Give me a little th recap of that conversation that we had. Yeah. So I actually have a 501c3 nonprofit. It's yeah. called Tennessee Advocacy Talk. And it started off with a mental health and substance use disorder community. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, it's about building resiliency. That is important. I mean, let's not, let's not uh, brush off mental health and substance uh, abuse resiliency because yeah. by mm -hmm. odd coincidence, last night, my wife and I watched Joker and Judy getting ready for the Oscars <laughs> and talk about one is about mental health or one is about substance yeah. abuse. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now you've, you've rung my bell right here. So go ahead. You're t you have a 501c3. Yeah, and a lot of it is about reducing stigma that has to do because little phrases like somebody that is schizophrenic yep. is different than saying somebody that has been diagnosed with schizophrenia because yeah. it doesn't define the mental health uh, diagnosis doesn't define the person so little words like that can actually um, people with mental health diagnoses yeah. not make them feel too good oh exactly i mean there's so much stigma um, and i've yes. met many people over the course of the years who battle different uh, mental health issues there's so much stigma about it that you know you may have someone in your family uh, who's been on psychiatric medication for years and you probably mm -hmm. don't even know. I mean, that mm -hmm. certainly happened to me with some of my now deceased relatives to find out later that they were on something and they tried to keep it a secret because nobody was allowed to know. It would yes. help, could hurt your job chances. It could hurt yes. your uh, relationship. It could hurt any number of things. So it was all kept super quiet. It was, and, and it's we're trying still, to change that. We are, and especially in faith-based organizations, because sometimes when people go to church, they feel like they have to already be holy to go to church, and no. they don't feel good to walk in the door. But sometimes churches also have stigma as well. Well, a good church, I mean, you know, a church should not be, when you go to church, you shouldn't feel like a museum for saints. It should feel like a hospital for sinners. Have right. you heard that before? I have, that, yes. I love that expression. Church should feel like a hospital for sinners where we go, that's, I love that. All right. Yeah. Well, Mel, I appreciate what you're doing, and we'll talk more about that. And if you have questions yeah. mm -hmm. uh, for me or for Mel during the course of this special 
I guess not special, no, now regular Thursday, Ask Frank Live edition mm -hmm. of Morning in the Mountains. Go ahead and comment. We already had a comment from Jessica Bates, who I think is a top fan. Great. And Jessica, because you were the first to comment, you are the first to enter in today's drawing for a great prize. Uh, today, we've got a prize from Rocky Top Tours, Mel. Oh, how fun. Uh, looks like you get two tickets, not you, Mel, but <laughs> you watching, get mm -hmm. two tickets for their uh, Wednesday tour, which is the Smoky Mountain Special. I think we sent Kira on that one at one point, or somebody went on that one. So we want to also by uh, thank you for coming, Mel Whaley, and welcome you to Mountain Fun Life. Oh, well, thank you so uh, much. Because it's one thing when you're a guest. <laughs> if you're a guest, we just, you know, yeah, well, you, you come and you go. <laughs> but now that you have been a guest co-host, yes. well, you are now part of the family. Well, so thank you. Good, good you're making you. me blush. Oh, good. That's, <laughs> I, that's, that's points for me. Well, today uh, here, it's Thursday in the Smoky Mountains, mm -hmm. and it is pouring soaking wet and it i don't is. know um where from which direction you came do you come from the gatlinburg side the i come from side? the knoxville seymour side into pigeon forge all right so what did you mm -hmm. see on your way here uh flood uh luckily nothing on the road yet but it was definitely covered like little ponds and pools all over the sides of the roads in fact our bob denny was out shooting some flood footage within the past hour and he saw some of the same stuff that I saw. I was coming in and I saw the Pigeon River over by Wilderness at the Smokies and yes. uh, the Sevierville Convention Center was swollen. And then when you get to the point that separates Pigeon Forge from Sevierville by the Apple Barn, um, then it's definitely over the banks. And I think uh, Bob has got some video that's on our Facebook page. So you may have already seen this if you follow mm -hmm. Mountain Fun Life closely on Facebook. And we hope that you do. But let's roll that if we may. And you'll see uh, Mel, we're seeing a parking lot. Uh, Bob went to a couple of different places. He went over by um, the Apple Barn, and he also went uh, into Pigeon Forge. Wow. To see, um, you know, they've got duck feeders over by Patriot Park. So which, which footage is this one? It's like the old mill. That's the old mill. Okay, yeah, uh -huh. so the roar was deafening at the old mill. Um, Good catch on that, Mel. Oh, well, you know what? That It's flood, but somehow I think that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, when the, when the water's that high, the, the mill keeps going and things like that. And plus, kayakers and uh, people that like to waterfall and hikes are looking forward to this when the rain's stopping. So. Do you remember last February when we had the torrential rains? It was later in February, but we had torrential rains. I remember being the same weekend as the Rose Glen Literary Festival, so third weekend in February. And it was pouring rain like it is today. Mm -hmm. There were clowns riding their pool floats down the street and down the creeks like that. Um, and, and it got you know nationwide viral video of some goober riding this giant <laughs> swan float. Here's another one, the roar uh, of that creek over by the old mill. But anyway, if you so the point of the whole story is, do not drive into oh no. standing water, That's and actually right. even just slow down in general because as I was driving here from Knoxville, I mm -hmm. took the you probably came up Chapman Highway. I did, and I took the interstate. So I'm on the interstate, and the visibility is really poor. And as much as I love truck drivers, I, I mean truck drivers are important. And if you did a in the big picture, in the big societal scheme of things, I understand that any given truck on the road is probably more important than me because they're delivering goods and services. You need to get out your Amazon Prime delivery tomorrow because you bought it today. I understand as the Amazon Prime truck is passing me, 
But then I can't see a thing because the spray coming off of the back of that truck, it's blinding. And it's like I'm in a car wash. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea what is going on. Yeah, you know what? It's crazy to think that we are driving these big vehicles and not really being able to see a lot of times when it's right. snowing or raining. See, so I, I have, feel you. I have an economy car that literally <laughs> is about the size of this desk. <laughs> so for me, in my tiny little car, driving behind these 18-wheelers, I can't see a thing. Uh, thank you, Alan Carrico, for uh, reminding us that, yes, a lot of roads are flooded. Uh, mm -hmm. As soon as I came into Sevierville, my phone started screaming at me with this alert. In fact, I tried to mute it. I don't know. It might happen again. It warned me that until 12.15, there's a danger of flash flooding here in Sevier County. So as soon as I hit mm -hmm. Sevierville city limits, it starts screaming and yeah. warns me of that danger. But as I was driving on the interstate, I don't know how they did this, but there's one part of the interstate, Mel. It's in East Knox County before you get to Sevier County. Okay. So there's a part of the interstate from the French Broad River to the Sevier County line. Whatever they did, whatever magic and wizardry and science they used on that pavement, do that everywhere. Because <laughs> yeah. they, it's some kind of high-tech pavement that wicks away the water faster than normal pavement. You know, I've heard about that. Well, I'm this is where really it is. Sure you can between is, between the French Broad River and the Sevier County line on I-40. Mm -hmm. They have got this pavement. It's it's safer to drive because the water is being wicked away faster. Yeah, and it makes also, sense to me. Yeah, but it, when you're then on the other parts of it, you know, you've got the blinding spray coming from these super important truck deliveries. What did you mm -hmm. order, by the way? Because there was a whole truck full. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes I don't even know. Boxes just show up on my doorstep. So well, that's what they're <laughs> delivering. Whatever is so urgently important, they've got to deliver to Mel. <laughs> they're out there. And on Thursdays, there's always heavier truck traffic on Thursdays anyway. I oh, don't yeah. know why that is, but the traffic guys call it, um, you know, uh, Truck Thursday. So two comments from Alan Carrico. He said that he likes our show. Oh, I might need your Thank help, you. Mel, because you have soft, delicate lady hands. And I feel my fingertips. Uh, eh. You see what I mean? No, feeling. <laughs> they're like sandpaper. They right? are like sandpaper. So the issue I've got here is that I can't, um, I have difficulty touching the thing. I'll show you how to That's do okay. it. It's simple. Because sure. yeah. here's Jessica telling us now that she needs uh, duck feet. So you see where Brad's comment is. Yes. So tap, tap that once. Okay. And then tap it where it says send. Okay. And now we can see that Brad Lovett is watching us at home. Got you. And uh, telling us about the Pigeon Forge emergency shelter. Oh, yes. And, you know, parts of Pigeon Forge get so flooded. Sometimes uh, there's a road back in Henderson's Chapel that totally gets underwater. Oh, yeah. Um, lots of houses are back in the flooding zone back there. So. Some of those, uh, are some of those cabins are the ones that are like on stilts, though, right? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. some houses back there are on stilts just because the river actually ever floods. Well, I was driving through there. I made myself carsick winding my way through there about a week or two ago because there was a champ an accident on the parkway. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was looking at these houses with the stilts, and under the stilts, they use it like a carport. So there's the barbecue grill, yeah. <laughs> the picnic table, or there was. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if they're still there. <laughs> That's kind of like the beach houses. You know, they put all of their items like that underneath and then still, so. Yeah, exactly. But in Tennessee, we do it for floods, not water promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as our rivers, I mean, we're up in the mountains. I was hoping by coming up to higher ground. Well, I noticed that <laughs> yeah. coming from Sevierville to, high, to higher ground in Pigeon Forge, it was a little better until you get to 
that, well, that part between, like we talked about by the Apple barn. Um, so I think we've seen all the flood video that we've got for right now, but if you have uh, stuff you want to mm -hmm. send us, pictures, if you can do it safely, of course, we of would course. love uh, for you to share that with us on our Mountain Fun Life Facebook page. You were doing it live here on Facebook Live, and we do hope you like and share the video and encourage your friends to comment so that they can also try to win this fantastic prize from Rocky Top Tours, because then if they win, they can take you, you know, right? You told well, them about it. Yeah, and also it's so beautiful, these tours, because you see all the amusement parks and things like that. So to go on a tour to go see Cades Cove nature, and some yeah. of the nature, it's really nice. What's your favorite part if you were to, if, when you're taking a tour of, of anywhere in the area, but from a nature point of view, if you were to stop and you had time to just stop and sit and meditate, where would you go? I would definitely go to Cades Cove. Yeah. Because Cades Cove has so many crooks and nannies that you don't even realize. Oh, wait a minute. That's a new, that's a new southern one on me. What is it? <laughs> Crooks and what? Nannies. Nannies? <laughs> All right, I'm going to write that down. Someone needs to write that down for me. Crooks and nannies? <laughs> well, here's the deal. What's a crook? It's like um, places crooks that you kind of like, when you're on the main focus of a road or something, you don't realize it's there. I think I get it because I think that's a spoonerism for crooks and, um, crooks and nannies is a spoonerism for nooks and crannies. Yeah. Because remember the old, you're probably too young, but they used to be commercials <laughs> on things called televisions <laughs> uh -huh. for uh, Thomas's English muffins. Mm -hmm. And in Thomas's English muffins, they talked about how the butter would get into the nooks and crannies. I may need your, right. your delicate fingers again yes. to put through Brad's uh, update here. There you go. For uh, Knox County, schools are dismissing early and closed tomorrow. And also, thank you to Brad for telling us about the uh, Pigeon Forge emergency shelter. So we may want to pop. Mm -hmm. We're allowed to put, we play those anytime we want to put them up again. We'll just tap them again okay, and put them up great. again. Um, we had a good conversation on Monday's show with Brad Lovett, who is here. And I have to clarify, mm -hmm. I'll have to do this again probably when he's here on Monday, that I had read an article about the, the uh, Eastern Band of the Cherokee, who oh, are... Yeah. Purchase, have purchased two big plots of land in Kodak. And I got to go back and find the original article I read because it was extremely misleading. So yesterday, last night, I'm reading and doing my, my homework for the show today. And I read a different article about the uh, Eastern Band of the Cherokee buying this land alongside of I-40 and the other plot they've got over by Smoky Stadium. And it was so much clearer, so much better written that I realized I was completely misled by the original article. Wow. So I thought, anyway, the, the actual fact of the matter is that the land they purchased by Smoky Stadium, up and behind Smoky Stadium, that's where they're going to try to put some affordable housing. Okay? For those people who live and work in Sevier County, it'll be affordable housing close to the baseball stadium. We need it. Mm -hmm. And then the new stuff that they just closed on last Friday, which is the frontage along I-40. So it's just east of the 407 exit. I mean, literally just east. There's a, two big parcels of just nothing, just mm -hmm. grass there. You know what I'm talking about? Like oh, if, yeah. If you're on the interstate and you overshoot 407, it'd be there mm -hmm. on your right. So it's not where the flea market is, but like equivalent to that on the other side. Mm -hmm. Well, that area is where the Eastern Band of the Cherokee are talking about doing some kind of mixed-use retail and maybe a convention center with the idea not that we need another convention center, because how many do we have? Yeah. <laughs> but they want to put another one there, the Kodak Convention Center. 
Um, and the idea being that they could convert a convention center to a casino down the road if the Constitution of Tennessee ever gets changed to allow gambling. So that's a big, they call it a big lift, a lot of work you have to do to, to amend the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty stoked about it. <laughs> I hope they do. You know, oh, some yeah? people are do mixed. To, do you go over to Cherokee? I do go over to Cherokee. What do you play? Blackjack. Oh, nice. Um, but here's the deal. I think that any kind of economic uh, diversity is good for this yeah, county because yeah. we are such in an up and down type of uh, tourism and um, just status because a long time ago, winter used to just be dead, and mm -hmm. they started picking up with well, some festivities. I think but the uh, the answer is moonshine. <laughs> yeah. Moonshine has made this a uh, year-round destination. Oh, which is great because it can level some things out. But well, it, you know what I'm talking about. You, mm -hmm. They used to be the slowest weekends of the year in February yes. and um, March. Yeah, are now Gatlinburg is the sidewalks are just as packed with moonshine tasters. <laughs> you got to admit that's right. So I think diversity and some business businesses that can help level that out it's okay. wonderful and you know the um, Native American casinos all over the country generally seem to be good neighbors I mean I've been to the one in Cincinnati everyone seems to think it's cool you know <laughs> yeah. New Orleans I don't want to well New Orleans is a whole different animal I'm not even going to get into New Orleans but uh, top fan Jessica Bates look I, if I use a different <laughs> finger I, thanks I can, Jessica I can say that uh, she agrees <laughs> with you on that um, so we've got fun and excitement on the show today. We've talked about uh, a couple of things. This, uh, another piece of news I, I heard last night. Did you know that, act, you ever, have you ever heard of actor Robert Redford? Yes. Okay, because I was curious. I, I texted uh, one of my friends who's probably 35-ish and asked her if she was, knew who Robert Redford was. And she says, of course I do. I was a film major in college. How dare you say that I don't know who Robert Redford is? <laughs> like, well, I'm sorry, Becca, but that's what I thought. Because he, Robert Redford, I had no idea, was 83 years old, 83, 84, mm -hmm. something like that. 83. Uh -huh. I didn't know he was that old, number one. But number two, he was in Knoxville last night. Oh, wow. I know. Let me show you. I've got a, I probably Where was he in Knoxville? Cherokee Country Club. Okay. Uh, all this talk about, about the <laughs> Cherokee... Uh, Native Americans may, reminded me. So let's see if I find. Um, Maybe there was a big event there or something. There was. I looked it up. See, that's Robert Redford. This is. Oh, there he is, right there. I wonder if I can send this to Hunter. This uh, this picture of Robert Redford and some lady at. Um, should I email it to you, Hunter? I'll try that. If it's, I hope it's not a private email, uh, Instagram because I never know. I try to do that sometimes, and it doesn't work out. But uh, I'll and he's looking really good. He, I know. And then it said I googled him, and it said he was eighty-three, and I couldn't believe it, because I mean the guy does not look. We'll, we'll get this picture in a moment. He does not look eighty-three. He looks like a college professor wearing his fancy bow tie. Well, anyway, the reason that he was at Cherokee Country Club last night is they had a huge mm -hmm. fundraiser for the YWCA, mm. but it really goes back to the Smoky Mountains and goes back to Blackberry Farm. Oh, Blackberry Farm. Okay. You know Blackberry Farm? I do know Blackberry have Farm. Have you been? I have. <sighs> See, I can't afford <laughs> I cannot afford Blackberry Farm. Oh, it's beautiful, but they have so much property out there, so it's kind of like a nature reserve. I was so excited when I got a Facebook friend request from Sarah, who does the marketing at Blackberry Farm. I've never met her in real life, but we know each other from emails and Twitter and things like that, so I got a yeah. Facebook friend request. I'm like, maybe now I'll get invited to Blackberry Farm, but no, I don't think so. How do I do that? 
Well, anyhow, uh -huh. so here, look, oh, thank you, Hunter, he's already gone. Let's put up the picture of Robert Redford and some lady whom I don't know. I, I don't know who the other lady is, but I saw this on Instagram last night. That is night so cute. At Cherokee Country Club. It's Robert Redford, and this, I think VIP Knoxville people were there. Gay Lyons was there, and Cynthia Moxley was there, and all the, the hoi polloi of <laughs> East Tennessee <laughs> were there, uh, raising money for um, the YWCA, and it's for their women's shelter, for their abused women's shelter. Oh, that's so great. It's called the, the Key um, something program. I have, to, I have to look it up at the moment. But anyway, it's a wonderful charitable event. And the woman who was the co-founder of Blackberry Farm, so it was Chris Beal, I think is how you say her name. It's spelled weird, K-R-E-I-S, but I, I don't, I'm going to go with Chris. Anyone? Who can correct me on the spelling of uh, Chris Beal's name? You? I'm the pronunciation. Anyone? I don't know. Anyone? Anyone? I don't know. Well, she and her now ex-husband uh, created, they moved into Blackberry Farm as their family home years ago and then developed it into the five-star resort that it is where all the celebrities like to come. Robert De, uh, Duvall and Billy Bob Thornton have been there. Jimmy Kimmel on his birthday. His wife puts him on an airplane, blindfolds him. <laughs> or, or, I didn't see that. This is a few years great. back okay. on Jimmy's 40th birthday, I think. Mm -hmm. So that would have been, he's born in 67, 2017. So um, I'll explain why I know Jimmy Kimmel's birthday another time, okay, a little bit later. Okay, I'm interested. A little later, <laughs> yeah. Was oh, it November something? Anyway, point being, his Wife flies Jimmy to McGee Tyson, doesn't tell him where they are going. They get in a car and they show up at Blackberry Farm and he has a, his birthday weekend at Blackberry Farm. The celebrities love nice. Blackberry Farm, which probably explains why Robert Redford showed up at, at the fundraiser last night, which was the book launch for a new book by the co-founder, Chris Beal, of Blackberry Farm. She's written a oh, book wow. about mm. her life and business and... Um, spirituality and all these things. I'll, if I even can tell you the name of the book, because I'm all it. about women entrepreneurs. So go her. Well, yeah, she's probably a millionaire, anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> she did good. Hopefully, people yeah. can get something out of her, her book and get inspired. So her book launch. It's called uh, "The Great Blue Hills of God." Benefiting Aww. the YWCA Keys of Hope campaign was the thing. They had the launch last night at mm. uh, Cherokee Country Club. That's so nice. Chris Beal, co-founder of Blackberry Farm. And her ex-husband, who, mm, what's his name? I forgot. Uh, I'll have to think about it for a minute. Mr. Beal? Mr. Beal. <laughs> he was a big shot with the Ruby Tuesday restaurant chain. Okay. okay. So he was one of the, I think he, I think he started it when he was at UT. I think he was a UT student. And a couple of UT students got together, started a restaurant. That became Ruby Tuesday. And so he made his millions and sold it off, and then went to Blackburn. Man, Farm. look at your history! I know, You're amazing. Out. I'm just a gossip, really, is what all wow. this is. If you think about it, I'm just nosy. So uh, Brenda Smith now has commented, "Good morning." She's in the running for Rocky Top Tours. Good morning, Brenda. Tell me about your trip to Blackberry Farm, though. I'm very—I'd say I'm jealous, but I'm not really jealous. I'm just interested. <laughs> I have to tell you, everybody was very attentive. So, and yeah. it was, be it's beautiful out there and they put details in everything they do and you can tell they really respect where they work, which nice. is great because, you know, sometimes you go to businesses and, you know, sometimes the staff is, you know, like, oh, I got to be at work today mm -hmm. and everybody over there, you know, there wasn't one second to where nobody, uh, you know, was like that. Everybody was on the dime. Oh, on the dime. On the dime. Meaning they're getting paid? <laughs> turning quick on the dime. Oh, turning quick. <laughs> All right, so we've had crooks and nannies and on the dime. They are very attentive. 
Yes, I I grew up in the 80s, and if you were on the dime, it meant you were addicted to crack cocaine, <laughs> I think is what it meant, didn't it? Times do change. Didn't, wasn't that what dime meant back <laughs> in those days, a dime bag of, of some kind of drug? Well, there's lots of words that have evolved that you necessarily wouldn't say now, you know. Think know. about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when uh, Mel, here's a question or a comment for you okay. from uh, my normal partner on the show, of course, Kira. She says, Mel, be sure to roast Frank for me. So please disregard <laughs> that message. Can we delete that one? Do you like your marshmallows kind of toasty or on fire? <laughs> oh, I can go either way. Uh, toast, toasty is best, but I often don't have the patience for that, and I often end up burning them by accident. Oh, man. Would you like to know the <laughs> best ever toasted marshmallow? Okay, go. Marshmallow peeps. Ah, I'm not into peeps. You haven't toasted them. Because the inside is regular marshmallow. The outside is sugar. So it's marshmallow coated in sugar. Now you toast it. And you ever had creme brulee? I have. Which is sugar that you caramelize and mm -hmm. burn. Mm -hmm. So you take the marshmallow peep and you stab it. Okay. And then you roast it like a marshmallow until whatever the yellow, the green, the, the whatever color it is on the outside. If you want to use a, a white marshmallow peep just because it's less freaky, that's fine. Okay. But it doesn't matter. It can be the bunny. It can be the, the chick. It can be any shape. It doesn't matter. It can be the pumpkin. But you roast that and you, and you caramelize that sugar on the outside while softening. While, they should sell this at Blackberry Farm. So uh, Sarah and, and Chris Beal, all you people, take, write this down. <laughs> when you're on the dime, you could mark, do, do these. You, then you, so you've crystallized this peep. I call it peep brulee because that's what it feels like. And then you, bite, you let it cool just a little bit. And when you bite into it, and there's a hint of a crunch because you're biting through the caramelized sugar, mm -hmm. into the soft marshmallow. Wow. Now, I tried this with my five-year-old grandson over the summer, and now he thinks it's <laughs> the greatest thing ever. I definitely see a cooking segment on this show with your peeps. It's fantastic. <laughs> and Kira, would you please just go to the Daytona 500 already? <laughs> I wonder if she saw me wink at the camera the way I wink at her in real life when I'm, when I'm playing because she knows I'm not really mad but I love it uh, <laughs> oh here's, uh, here's funny we can roast Frank live like we're roasting these marshmallows I mean, it is about what the the clients and the viewers want, right? oh, <laughs> Jessica, top fan Jessica says Frank no peeps what do you mean no peeps? <laughs> now, does it matter the color of the peep? Not at all. Okay. No, it's just food coloring. Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't if, matter? I thought if, there were flavors. You, well, oh, there are, but those are disgusting. Oh, okay. Do not. First of all, the I'm two so things you confused. should not. Here's what. <laughs> Straight marshmallow peeps are fun because they're just marshmallows. The yellow ones. Well, it doesn't matter the color because they come in yellow, okay. pink, green, orange. Okay. That, the color okay. is just for Easter variety or Halloween variety. It doesn't matter. The snowmen are white. The Christmas trees are green. Who cares? The, when it says on it that they're watermelon flavored or that um. they're whatever, no. Those, those, are, those are just, those are for the kids who like Sour Patch, you know. They, it's, that's, for the, that's for people who are not into traditional marshmallow. Those actually sound better to me. Like you. <laughs> this is for you. So you have those and you go and those. I might those. have to go try one now. But if you're going to roast a peep, <laughs> I recommend just taking the regular plain flavored marshmallow. The other thing I would advise staying away from is my friend Kristen Farley is buys marshmallow peep flavored anything because she and I both love the peeps. And uh, she works for the, she used to work for Channel 6, now she works for Mayor India Kincannon. 
and uh, we love the Peeps, but she'll buy the the Peeps um, flavored. What is it? The coffee creamer? Oh, I've never even heard of that. The coffee mate or some other kind of stuff that you pour in your coffee, and it's uh, she buys Peeps flavored that, and you can get wow. It's not, I know it's hmm. horrible. They have uh, pick any almost anything. Well, not anything. But there's a lot of different things. There's Peeps flavored Oreos, I think. Cereal? No. There's cereal? Yes, there's Peeps cereal. Wow. There's I had no idea. There's a huge Peep community. Yeah. Oh, Peeps are awesome. I have been in the Marshmallow Peep bus. I someday will make it <laughs> to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, to the headquarters of uh, the Peeps Just Born Incorporated, the home of Peeps. Is there a Peep Facebook group? Oh, sure. <laughs> Are you in there? Uh, yeah, of course I am. Uh, the Peeps <laughs> store, there's a Peeps retail store. Wow. That follows me on Twitter <laughs> because I'm such a Peeps fan. I had and, no idea. Uh, go, years ago when there was a new store, it's in the uh, National Place at Washington, D.C., or, or National Harbor. It's actually Maryland, but near Washington. <laughs> and we went there, and something had happened. There's a huge storm much like this, but it was a huge storm with a lot of wind and trees down and things. And there was no electricity going into the Peeps store. But I was only going to be there. I had driven all the way over there with my son. And he's like, Dad, the Peeps store is closed. Uh, what is this? Peep, Peep, Colonials? <laughs> yeah, keep putting all the Peeps. Anything that says Peeps, Only put those Peeps through. for me. Keep putting all the Peep comments through on, <laughs> on our Facebook live feed. So we're here at the National Harbor and the Peeps store um, is closing because they have no electricity and they don't know how to work anything. They don't know how to work their iPads to sell me goods. Oh. They don't know how to do it. They can't do anything. There's no electricity, right? And um, Frank Jr., my son, is like, well, Dad, I'm sorry. I said, hang on. Give me a moment. And I used my uh, powers of persuasion and my improv skills to convince the people at the Peep store to somehow sell me a coffee mug, a couple of bags of candy, um, a shirt, whatever I needed. I, wow. I came out of there, you know, with $50 worth of Peep stuff and, and was able to drive home. Wow. I'm surprised there's not a Peep store here in Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg. Hello. Aren't you? Hello. Peeps people. Because there's one in... There's, <laughs> Customer one, right here. <laughs> they got one in Vegas. It's Vegas. And wow. And Washington, D.C. And may, maybe somewhere else. All right. So we've got <laughs> a lot of great Peeps comments about this. Now, let's go back down for a moment. There was a question. Yes. Would you pop that one through for me? Sure. Uh, it says, uh, we have some questions now about Rocky Top Tours. Because all of your funny comments have gotten you in the running for the prize from Rocky Top Tours. Uh, so the question <laughs> says, um, three questions mm -hmm. about Rocky Top Tours. Are they looking for a moonshine still? That's funny because when you sing the song Rocky's Top, you know, mm -hmm. you find a moonshine still. Have they found the strangers that didn't come down from Rocky Top? I wonder, that one, and does corn uh, really not grow at all in Rocky Top? So these are valuable questions. They are valuable, and I can answer a lot of them. Mel Whaley. <laughs> our, guest, our special guest co-host today is Mel Whaley. Tell us, how would you answer, um, have they found strangers that don't come down from Rocky Top? Well, people that go to Rocky Top don't ever tell people they're going to Rocky Top. Okay. <laughs> Because there's two theories I have about this particular line lyric in the song. One theory is that they went up as strangers but came down as friends. So that, my wife says that to me all the time. She says, you, Frank, have never met a stranger. And it doesn't make any sense to me because I meet strangers every day. She says, yeah, but they're only strangers to you for like a minute. And then next thing you know... You know, I'm, I'm not, we're not strangers anymore, right, but Mel? there's that few seconds they were a stranger. Well, yes, but how would you... Now, you were a stranger to me first time we met. Mm -hmm. How would you describe that uh, 
uh, uncomfortable, awkward, pleasant? Uh, I was nice. I mean, you were nice. See, I didn't. Okay. I was not scared. I did not think that you were weird. You know. Exactly. You found out now that you're I am, pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the right. peep thing. I don't know, but well, I like to play a little bit. I, like to, I, may, I might be exaggerating a little. But that I is a kind of weird. So, all right. So we've got that angle going on there. Uh-huh. The, uh, the, they maybe they came they went up as strangers, came down as friends, possibly, or uh, they got killed. That's the other thing, is that, you know, they found the moonshine still, they were revenuers or whatever they were, and they were just buried up there. That's the other option. That's what I think. And then, uh, does corn really not grow on Rocky Top? Who cares? It's a funny song. You'd have to say that in order to get set up the line, get their corn from a jar. That's right. Well, you know, and corn, it didn't have to grow on Rocky Top, but it can be on Rocky Top. Sure, 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 sure. All right. So a couple things that are coming up. I can see that uh, Rich Haley has dropped by to promote his sports show for tomorrow. So we'll have him come on the show in a little bit. We'll remind you about the flooding and danger. Uh, would you pop that one through again for me? I'm sure. trying, but I can't get it's it to right go. It's right here. Um, we're reminding you that Pigeon Forge has an emergency shelter set up uh, where at the Community Center Drive. If uh, you need, if the flooding is getting too close to your home or your apartment or your business and you need some place to go, uh, Brad Lovett is reminding us that you can go there. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, uh, you're in the running for the Rocky Top Tours, obviously. But we have a great interview that I did with a guy named Bradley Reeves. And Bradley Reeves is an archivist. So An archivist? He, yeah, was archi- basically an archivist is like a librarian. But now, he is an archivist of moving images and sound. Nice. So he will collect old records and films and videotapes, anything, and preserve it digitally and show it. So I That's invited great. him to come on, uh, come over here and tell us what it is that he does. So let's uh, as have Frank Murphy talks with the locals and we'll meet Bradley Reeves. It is morning in the mountains. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy, and you can see that I've got a projector in front of me today because we are talking about movie history in East Tennessee with my friend Bradley Reeves, who is an archivist with Tennessee, or Appalachian, rather, Media Archives. Appalachian Media Archives. You got that right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I've been a fan of what you've been doing for a couple of years. You've got these rolls of, or reels, rather, yeah. of film that you find where in attics, basements, yard sales? Closets, estate sales, you name it. Uh, back in the day, people uh, didn't have all these uh, cell phones and cameras and yeah. VHS even. They didn't have anything, uh-huh. but they had this. Oh, wow. Can I touch it? Uh, yeah, sure. As a matter of fact, Thank you. dig this. <laughs> it still works. Oh, my heavens. 80 years later. So what kind of camera is that? That's an 8mm film camera. It would have shot this film here. Okay. It would have shot little But rolls. all of that wouldn't have filmed, fit in there. No, no, no. You would have spliced four of them together. Okay. And it would create a 200-foot reel. 50 feet would go into here. Sometimes 100, depending on the camera. Yeah. And, and no battery, no electricity required. Strictly wind up. Just mechanical. You could throw a roll of film in this thing and uh, make a movie today. That's, uh, that is way cool. Yeah, it is. And what you find on these films are the most amazing uh, slices of history. Because that's what you've done is you've gone, you just got another haul from somebody's estate sale. That's right. Uh, just boxes and boxes of films, and then you have to sift through them. But the stuff that you've found just in the time since I've known you involves Dolly Parton, involves the Tennessee Volunteers, mm. involves Christmas parades, all these things. Yeah. Uh, people really uh, had to make do with three minutes worth of film. Yeah. And uh, they would go to downtown, say in Knoxville, mm-hmm. uh, wherever, and, and, and shoot 
Gay Street uh, footage. Just like this picture behind us of Gay Street back in yeah, what Yeah, that's the 100 block uh, right there at Jackson. And uh, yeah. Gay, my office, is right there in the underground part oh, of wow. Knoxville. Did you know there was a sidewalk underneath a sidewalk? I did, but yeah. I've read books. Okay. Yeah, I've read a few myself. <laughs> Not many. Uh, but I tell you, um, a lot of the history can be found in these home movies. So what well, I do is us, clean them up. Tell us about specifically the Dolly Parton movie that you found where, what was she at a, somewhere at a broadcast with Kaz Walker, I think, or something like that. That was amazing. I was doing some radio. Uh, I was doing a poetry show yeah. downtown at WDVX. And one of my co-partners there, uh, she's a, a poet. Uh -huh. And her mother had a home movie camera. And Dolly was maybe 14. Right. This is before she was famous. She was trying to get a break by showing up and being on, like, uh, the old WIVK or the old WNOX. WIVK. Any of these old states. It was IVK. Yeah, remember. it was IVK. It was a live remote where yeah. Littons is. Uh, oh, yeah. Right there on the corner in Fountain City. And uh, she was uh, already a seasoned pro at 14 years of age. Mm -hmm. And she was doing a live remote for Kaz Walker. But she her. hadn't gone to Nashville yet, so she's still in East Tennessee. Right, right. Still in East Tennessee at least four or five more years. I think she moved in 1967. Okay. But yeah, it was silent home movie footage capturing an, uh, a young Dolly. But uh, I have found in an earlier home movie where she's maybe nine or ten sure. performing in Sevierville at, uh, I think it was called the Pines Theater, which was downtown at the time. Excellent. Yeah, it is excellent. So a lot of people were uh, fascinated by Dolly Parton even then. Now, you brought some footage along with you. Um, I sure did. I wonder if we can roll a little bit of that. Maybe you can tell us what, you're, what we're seeing as it rolls. There it is on the screen. So what's that? Oh, my goodness. Well, this is a uh, home movie. Uh, I don't know who shot it. This I found on eBay. It's a trip through uh, the Great Smoky Mountains, and um, it, uh, it's about 1952. So it's really everything. Here's their motel. Here's their car. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish we knew who they were, but look at the beautiful Kodachrome quality. Okay. They're stopping at Norris Dam, which was one of the places to stop if you were... Uh, so here, look at the actual content is not that different from what you would see somebody post on Instagram. <laughs> right, right. Some things never change. Um, it, it's it's uh, definitely apparent when you look at some of the the Gatlinburg footage that comes up. Um, oh, great! That um, things have changed. You yeah. see a small little mountain town, Pigeon Forge, right. especially. No moonshine places yet. No, no. And I don't <laughs> well, know how far down that is. I mean, Well, it's... we'll have you come back and show us that in another visit. But I want to ask, if we have this kind of stuff, if we have these old movies somewhere, how do we find you? How do we get them to you? How do you find the movies? Well, you can call me at 865-661-5854, and uh, I'll help you out. I, I work with old videotape, uh, film. Uh, 78 Records, one of the old Edisons. Oh, yeah. This thing is 80 years old. And, and also we can find you on Facebook pretty easily. Yeah, Appalachian, Appalachian Media Archives. All right, well, Bradley Reeves, you have to come back, and we'll see more of that footage with the Gatlinburg Anytime. Stuff. All right, thank yeah, you Yeah, thank much. you very much. All right. All You're right. watching Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. More of the show is right after this. We now have our own magazine. Our prints are located in shops gas stations, hotels, ballparks, all over the Smoky Mountain region. We offer a concierge service for cabins, hotels, resorts, and individuals. A portion of any of our services or ad space may be applied as ticket value to the cost of any service or ad you book through us. Contact our marketing today for a free initial consultation. 
email marketing at mountainfunlive.com. You're watching Morning in the Mountains, the Ask Frank Live edition. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. Kira Cup is on assignment. <laughs> she's going to the Daytona 500 is what she's doing. <laughs> I'm going to be down there for two weeks. <laughs> Sounds fun. I know. And Mel Whaley joins me as our special guest co-host. Mm -hmm. Mel, you're doing a fantastic job. Oh, well, thank you. We're delighted mm -hmm. that you're here. And we'll probably have, you know, Kira's going to be gone for, like I said, two weeks. So we might invite you back. Good to see you. <laughs> um, we've been talking a little bit about all sorts of things, including the song Rocky Top. And uh, so Doug, who was, I think, our winner last week for whatever last week's prize was. Um, Doug uh, is commenting. And then also, uh, yeah, if you, you can send the ones you want and cancel the ones you want. But um, also, I want to see that comment from uh, Craig as well. I, what, something is hilarious. I don't know who said that or what <laughs> I said that was hilarious. But that one came in during the Bradley Reeves interview. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But put this one through from uh, Craig Brummerstead okay, if you sure. want. Tell us what that says, Mel. Let's see here. Noah is now available on Uber in East Tennessee area. <laughs> because of the floods. And I mean, that's big news, actually. I mean, to even one have an Uber over here. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason I'm, I wanted to mention that is we're going to bring in uh, our sports director, Rich Haley, who was out and about Jimmy Olsening it, he said. Uh, so uh, welcome, Rich. Hello, you're over there at the official yes, news <laughs> slash sports wall. Absolutely. I'm always up against the wall somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, you apologize for your appearance. To me, you look good. Well, that's good. What You said you were... A little bit, a little soggy. A little soggy. But you've had a minute to dry out while yes. I ran my mouth. <laughs> yes. It was like a blow dryer. I, all the way over on the other end of the studio, hair's <laughs> flat. Because I... You see Melly saying that I'm full of hot air is what he's saying. <laughs> You know what I can't stand are those hot air dryers at the movie theater. Yeah, those ones that are—they—they uh, they frighten the children. They're, they're yeah. so loud, and they're at mm -hmm. the child's level. They're just terrible. They sound I'm, like a jet engine taking. I'm off. opposed to uh, hand dryers. I'd rather just do this if I had to. <laughs> anyway, Rich, uh, you spotted a lot of the same flooding. I think that Mel and I saw. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was driving around, and as I was coming in, I saw some uh, really major flooding under a couple of the bridges, so I stopped. I shot some video, and we'll put that up for you here uh, after the show. Um, I'll put it together, and we'll, we'll put it up there for oh, you. All right. Where exactly were you? Were you like, I thought the flooding I saw was in, most notably over by the uh, Wilderness of the Smokies and yep. also by the Apple Barn, where you're right crossing mm -hmm. the right. Pigeon River in Sevierville and then crossing into Pigeon Forge. I got a lot of the pictures over by the Apple Barn and a lot of flooding there. It's oh, definitely over the banks. We're talking about the grass. Oh, it's up flooded. into the parking lots. And uh, then I went over to the inn by the river, just as you come in. Yeah, that's where our Pigeon friend Keith Lee Palaganis works. Yep. Yeah. And uh, they've got some severe flooding there. They're doing some construction, and they're having to move all their materials oh back because the parking lot is starting to uh, swamp out. Well, they're, yeah, they're completely remodeling the um, the inn at the river to make it look cool and hip, and the and the and all the rooms are being redone. We had a great interview with Jeannie yeah. about that. Um, I'm excited about it. It looks like it'll be a great place to stay yeah. once they finish all this work. They're putting millions of dollars into it, mm -hmm. which is great. Anytime you're investing into the community like yeah. that, but and over by. Uh, uh, behind the lens, where yeah. the river cuts there, a lot of flooding there. Ooh. Um, the track as well. So Which uh, track is that? The track. Oh, well, help me out with it's, that. It's called The, the Track. The Track. <laughs> okay, uh, I missed that one somehow. Red <laughs> so, light number three. Yep. <laughs> oh, Mel knows it. Yeah. And my my course, sister used to work there a long time ago. Yeah, um, and it's, it's right by the river. So uh, I, I got some nice pictures of the Canadian geese eating fish in the parking lot, so that's kind of cool. Now, Bob Denny Aww. went over to Patriot Park, 
and said that the duck feeders yes. are basically submerged. There's only yeah. a tiny little bit of them visible. Yep. Yeah, Patriot Park is underwater right now. Oof. So uh, if you're out driving around, yeah, how am I if you have home? to get out. How am I going to get home? Uh, you're going to take the bridges. <laughs> you'll be okay. Because I'm on higher ground here in Pigeon yeah. Forge. i got to go down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One thing to be careful about is if you are out driving, the roads are now saturated. Yep. So they've all got mm -hmm. a thin film of water on them. You can hydroplane in a heartbeat. So just slow it down, take your time. And if you don't have to get out, don't. Yeah, I mean, what the, yeah. the key factor, a key factor in hydroplaning is your speed. Yes. The faster you go, the, mm -hmm. the more water gets under your wheels and you create a, a layer. You're not on the road anymore. You're, you're actually floating, if you will. You're, you're riding yeah. above the road on a layer of water, and by slowing down, you sink. So, you know, keep that in mind. That's, yes. how, that's how you hydroplane, is you're going too fast. Yes. Go ahead, pop yeah. through a few more of those through. Yeah. We want to make sure that all of our friends uh, are entered in the drawing. Yeah. So Absolutely. And plus, if your tires aren't that uh, I think you're going a little new. fast. We want to read some of them. <laughs> 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 so go ahead and read the ones that you've been putting through for the benefit of our podcast listeners. Yeah, Miss Jessica, Rich, you've been swimming. Yes, I, I have. <laughs> because also, Mel, in addition to watching this show later on YouTube and Roku, you can listen to it on any variety of podcasting apps. You know, including iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, yeah. all the good ones. That's great. Digital media is amazing. Yeah, but it's just the audio part because if you're driving, you can't be watching the show, but you can listen to us. Yes. On yes. Hello, Travis. Do you know Travis? No, but I do now, virtually. <laughs> so you're like me. You never met a stranger. I mean, I wonder if it's really strangers, though, if you're virtually meeting them. I mean, think about it. That's true. I've met a lot of strange people virtually, so yes. <laughs> I think that's how Rich and I first met, actually. Yes. I got an email from him after I shortly, shortly after I moved to Knoxville. Yep. And it was very funny, and I ended up meeting him in real life. Because yeah, I was Frank's first stalker. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, was, well actually, that's, I, that you're, you're not. You weren't. Oh, maybe you have a was. collection. I had one back in uh, Washington, D.C., and I'll tell, if, I, if my wife, Jerry, if you're watching, I'll, you know I'm talking about Elizabeth. She was, um, she was a bit enamored. Yeah. But <laughs> then there was another one. There was another lady who, after I met you, who um, was stalking me when I worked at these, oh, this oldies station back in 2003 or four. And, uh, yeah, she would show mm -hmm. up at events, and it was creepy. Uh, and then she would get mad and send me, the, she would send, mail me stuff, and that was odd. And then she would, uh, un in disguise, in a fake name, uh, just start sending me hateful messages Aww. online. And I couldn't figure it out. So anyway, it's... Wow. Yeah, that's, that's just, I know, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's happened a little bit of everybody if you're kind of, you know, doing shows and things Let's like feel, that. Let's see this? The emergency alert has just gone off on my phone, so let me share it with you since yes, it's please. an emergency. Uh, there are areas in Sevier County that have flooded. Do not drive across water-covered roads. A shelter is open at the Pigeon Forge Community Center mm -hmm. at 170 Community Center Drive, which Brad Lovett has already told us a couple of times. Uh, monitor local radio and TV or 1680 AM. Ooh, I'll listen to that. You're rocking on 1680 Pigeon Forge Emergency Radio uh, and social media for more information. Yeah. So Funny, it, it doesn't sound like that. It doesn't? They have a robot tape. Oh, I know. It's like the roads are flooding. T not right now. Broadcasting. So. All of y'all uh, are in the running for the... Oh, you got the, the severe alert as I well. I do. Yes. Yes. 
So we're going to pick a winner uh, momentarily for uh, the Rocky Top Tours. But anyway, so Rich was joking that he was my first stalker. No, I've had many. <laughs> uh, I'm disappointed, but that's okay. <laughs> but I think I'm your best. Uh, what does uh, he say? Will there, uh, oh, he's coming next month. Travis is coming to Pigeon Forge ah. next month. Oh, great. Cool. Good local places to eat. Um, Travis, let me suggest that you also go back and look at our Tuesday show. Kira mm -hmm. and I made that the theme of our Tuesday show where we talked about some of our favorite places where locals like to go eat. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when the tourists are fill, have filled up Texas Roadhouse to the point where the line's out the door. <laughs> and Texas Roadhouse is obviously good or there wouldn't be a line out the door. Mm -hmm. But then you want to zig or zag and maybe go to the local goat or go to, I like Blue Moose personally. Blue or Moose the ones is good. that maybe are just an extra hundred yards off the parkway and therefore harder to find if you're a tourist. Yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah. in the Texas Roadhouse parking lot and they're full, right behind there in the strip mall is a locals joint called the Roaming Gnome. There you go. Good good burgers, good food, good lunch that that's, you can go that's to. That's good. And the We're local goat Pigeon Forge Texas Roadhouse. Uh, I'm talking about the uh, Severable. All right, I was at the Texas I was at the Pigeon Forge okay. one because I was thinking I would have totally gone there, but yeah. I know the Roaming Gnome. I've done uh, broadcasts from yes. there. Yes. I know that one. All right. And uh, the local goat is always good. Local goat is good. Always and good. If, uh, and if you're up in Gatlinburg, um, I go to, my, my key for Gatlinburg is I love Pancake Pantry. Everyone loves Pancake Pantry. There's a line out the door yeah. at Pancake Pantry from 7 in the morning until 11 in the morning. If you don't have time to stand in line at the Pancake Pantry, go to Log Cabin on uh, across from, it's up by the Catholic Church on Nature Val Nature, Historic Nature Trail. Yep. Yeah. That was excellent. Love it. That's my actually now my kind of my go-to for pancakes. Uh, or go to Pancake Pantry for lunch is my other tip. Wait, they're open from 11 to 2 for lunch, I think. Uh, so you, I can go still get the experience of Pancake Pantry, but don't go at breakfast time. Right. Or uh, one of the other alternative mm -hmm. pancake joints like Atrium, which is down mm -hmm. by Sweet Fanny Adams. Yep. I, I haven't been to a pancake house that I have not liked. So that's a it's, <laughs> is that a triple negative? <laughs> no, I have not been a double negative. <laughs> I love all the pancake houses in the area. Yes. You uh, cannot go wrong. Mel's doing the, Mel's doing the grammar linguistic grammar uh, acrobatics gymnastics. Well, it looks like we have a winner, so let's find um, a message from um, looks like Diane was our winner. Diane Sink was chosen uh, randomly. So congratulations, Diane. You uh, commented quite a bit about the peeps and, uh, and the idea had all the fun conversations. So you are going to get these tickets. Diane, we need you mm -hmm. to... Oh, look, yay. Did you see the confetti? I did. Ooh, that's um, Cool. The easiest thing for us to do, Diane, is if you DM uh, the Mountain Fun Life page and get us in touch with you. You can either send us a mailing address or you can uh, send us a phone number and someone will contact you. But we would love to uh, take care of that. Um, now, Maria Tussing is saying, oh, remember those names, Names. we need to try other food stops. Well, the great thing about Mountain yeah. Fun Life is once the live show ends, you can go back and watch the replay. You know, you can mm -hmm. watch the replay, you can uh, listen to the podcast, uh, Facebook, Roku, YouTube for video, and all of the different podcasting. So that's mm -hmm. a wonderful idea. Uh, saying congratulations to Diane. Um, Doug, what does he t say? Oh, he loves Old Red. I'll pop that one through to our audience, yeah. too, as well. Old Red is in, I think, the old, the former, I was going to say the former uh, Hard Rock Cafe, but it's not. It's next to the former Hard Rock Cafe in Gatlinburg. Um, it was some kind of janky old double-decker mall. 
<laughs> it was it was janky. It's a lot prettier. Oh yeah, they blew all that out and yeah. built all red there. But I think it's um, shark shark fins or what is the one? What is the one I'm trying to think of that is in the old? Hmm. It's, it's like land shark, <laughs> shark fins. So close. <laughs> land shark is in where the old Hard Rock Cafe is before they moved to Pigeon Forge. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. So uh, we want to make sure we thank you all for your comments. We may run through. Um, a couple more of these comments that talk about your uh, enjoyment of Mountain Fun Life. A lot of congratulations uh, to Diane for winning. So that's very nice. We're being social yeah, here on social Diane. media. And I like, I think, uh, was it Doug? Hit the, I'm having trouble. I can only hit it once and it doesn't work. Um, Doug said that... Oh, he binge watched. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm a binge watcher too. What did you watch, Mel? What do I binge watch? Yeah. Well, I mean, did you want? I mean, do you watch binge watch Mountain Fun Life? Is what I'm asking. Oh, I love to watch Mountain Fun Life. <laughs> and for Netflix, I binge watch. Oh, okay. I pick a day and I do it. Well, that's my wife. Um, <laughs> my wife works at a school, so she was off today. So knowing mm -hmm. that she was off last night, we um, decided we'd binge watch some Oscar-nominated films. I told you at the beginning that we watched Joker and Judy because we're obviously going through in reverse alphabetical order. No, that is alphabet. <laughs> that's, that's correct <laughs> alphabetical order. But I mean, and they're they, those are the two people who might win best actor and best actress. Yeah. But I um, the Joker movie was just depressing. It was so sad. Because they usually you, are though. Like, if you know anyone who suffers from any kind of mental illness, that movie is a tragedy from beginning to end. It's just awful. I mean, it's well done. It's well made, and Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor. Yeah. But I disagree strongly with anyone, my friends on social media, who said that by the end you're rooting for Joker. I'm like, no, no, I did not. I did not, no. I was rooting for Batman. <laughs> I mean, that's what makes it a great movie is because so many perspectives can come out Good of point. it. Good point. And then, I mean, I, I wish I could tell you what I referred to, um, what, the term I used to refer to Judy Garland around my house, but I can't say it on, on air. Because uh, <laughs> she died on my eighth birthday, and um, and that traumatized you. Sure, it's like Peep's meal. No, I'm exaggerating a little, but, oh, okay. but, but let's go with it. <laughs> but I remember my grandparents coming over. We had a little birthday party for me, and, and as it winds down, winds down, uh, where my dad brings a TV out to the porch because it's June, and says, "We'll watch the news." And we're all sitting there. Out, it's exciting because he brought it to grandma, and grandpa are there. He's got my dad's brought a TV out of the house, which is exciting. And he puts it on, and there's David Brinkley talking about child stars who have a tragic end. Judy Garland, who's been singing for 45 of her 47 years, is dead. Found on the bathroom floor in. England. <laughs> and then he says, not a, no signs that it was suicide, but definitely an overdose of sec second all. And so David Brink, I'm losing my David Brinkley impression because I'm trying to remember what he said. Uh -huh. But that's not even in the movie. I went on YouTube later <laughs> to try to find footage of Judy Garland in her last year of life to see how close Renee Zellweger was. Oh. And it was, she was very close. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my uh, pop culture news for today. <laughs> that plus Robert Redford. Show, can you show Robert Redford again? Because he was in Knoxville last night. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah I heard you talking about that. All right, that. I want to make sure you see the picture. There he is. There's Robert Redford at Cherokee wow. Country Club in Knoxville last night 
for a uh, fundraiser to launch Chris Beal's new book. She's the co-founder of, that's not Chris Beal, that's some other lady. I think. I mean, it might, yeah. I, I think it's. And Kurt, Kurt Douglas just passed away yeah. at 103 years old. Right. So that's 20 like, years older than Robert Redford. 103. That's pretty wow. good. Wow. Pretty, Robert pretty Redford. Good. Some of my faves are still in their alive in their 90s. When you look at uh, Dick Van Dyke, Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, uh, all still going and all still in their 90s. That's great. Yeah, I like all of them. All right. Uh, one more, couple more questions. Uh, and the reason we keep the show going at this point is because, seriously. I touched it, and it's supposed to pop up. <laughs> I have to moisturize my hands. <laughs> Go ahead, hit the green one, and tell us what it says. Okie dokie. So, wanted to ask, what are some on the on-the-go attractions for kids? We'll be bringing ages uh, for four, 14 to 8. Also, what about hikes in the National Park? Well, we should do a whole show on hikes in the National Park, because there are some that are too challenging for children. And others, there's maybe one or two, like uh, there's one of the waterfall hikes that yeah. you could take a kid. Rich Haley, from uh, your perspective. Yes, there's a couple of good hikes that are easy for uh, the smaller children. Grotto Falls. That's the one. Is a good one. Mm -hmm. It's short. And then up in Cates Cove area, the Laurel Falls Trail, which is uh, mostly paved. So that makes it really easy to take the uh, smaller kids. And I think Elkmont. Yes. Elkmont's a good one for really younger kids because it's all flat and there's a cute little waterfall. And then if you go to Cades Cove, Abrams Falls. That one's yes. a very easy hike with a miraculous waterfall at the end, especially after it rains. you have kids yep. in your family anywhere? Do I have kids in my family? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Are they yours? Are they nieces, nephews? A little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. So, mm -hmm. well, lovely. All right. So, oh, you, yeah. so you know firsthand. Oh, and I've hiked all over the Smokies. So that's I know how all you the got trails. involved as a uh, rescue um, ski patrol person. It's one of the reasons why I got involved. Yeah, but I've been hiking here my whole life. So nice. Yeah. Fantastic. Everyone should do it because there's there's trails that everybody can go on and just being out I in think, nature I is think Mel Whaley just might nice. be end up, uh, before you yeah. before you too long you may end up with your own show <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about nature all day for I'm just sure and it keeps happening all these people I know who come in and that we find out that they're expert in something next thing you know Rich Haley's doing sports <laughs> my, buddy, my buddy Dre Hilton's gonna be doing an entertainment show so mm -hmm. I'm just saying Mel we might need to have you back a lot more because I don't know about hiking. You know, it's actually forced meditation because when you go back in the woods, there's absolutely no sounds except for nature. And so it really just well, detoxifies you. But what about the inner monologue? Do you have an inner monologue? Actually, the inner monologue comes out and then you accept it and you, you say, thanks nature, and you keep on walking. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this has been a thing on, on Facebook lately where people are debating whether or not um, I have to talk to Kira about this too, whether or not you have an inner monologue. Because the, those of us who have it constantly talking to us, never stopping uh, 24 hours, well, except when you're asleep, except when you can't sleep, and then because it's, it's talking to you, it's just this yourself. It's your own voice. You hear yourself talking to yourself constantly. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I, and then there's some people who don't have it, and we can't, I can't fathom that. I have a dialogue, which is kind of scary sometimes. But it's back and forth. <laughs> back and forth. Conversation. Oh, yes. <laughs> debate, debate. And a soundtrack. The soundtrack's kind of cool, but... All right. 
<laughs> well, what was that last uh, that last uh, couple of things? It's time to wrap the show because it is, mm -hmm. has been an hour. So congratulations again to Diane. Mm -hmm. Rich, thank you for the update. Any last Absolutely. words? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, as far as I know, because school has been canceled due to the flooding, mm -hmm. basketball games scheduled for tonight are also canceled as well as for Friday. All right, flash so. flood warning in effect now till 4 p.m. Yep. It was uh, originally uh, going to lift at noonish, and now it goes until uh, 4 p.m. Flash flood warning, and keep in mind that there's an emergency shelter set up at the Pigeon Forge Community Shelter. All right, so you got all the last of the, the comments. I did, through. yes, I did. Thank you very much. So thank you so much for commenting, for liking, for sharing our show. Mm -hmm. Mel Whaley, you did an outstanding job. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, give another plug for your business. Oh, well, my nonprofit Tennessee Advocacy Talk, and then I have another business, Famia Media. Famia Media. So if you mm -hmm. are getting or launching a business uh, or a nonprofit, and you need some help getting going on social media, some guidance, some coaching, uh, Mel Whaley can be your help. Yep, sure can. All right. Well, lovely. Thank you so much. Thank Maybe you. You'll be, when you, after the show, type your um, Famia Media link into, as okay. a comment, or you could actually do it from your phone now if you wanted, and that way we can just tap on that. Sounds great. Thank All you. All right. Lovely. Now, tomorrow, uh, we're back with another Morning in the Mountains show live at 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Rich Haley will do the sports show in its regular time slot, which is Friday mornings at 10 o'clock. And then on Monday, we're back to uh, Morning in the Mountains. It'll be Brad Lovett and me. Uh, and I, we do have a, an interview coming in. I'll have to look back at his email and tell you who it's going to be. I kind of remember, but I don't want to say and <laughs> get it wrong. <laughs> I'll just look. Uh, two, same thing on Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, that's the schedule. And then on Wednesday, we debut the new entertainment show, Ooh. which is going to be oh, um, Dre Hilton and Jim Johnson talking about the shows in the, nice. in the area. That's oh, great. Oh, Monday, Monday show is going to be fun. It's Candace Cook from Alcatraz East. Oh, and nice. she's bringing some tickets for giveaway, so that'll be fantastic. I love talking about all that true crime business because there's a Dr. Bass exhibit in there, all this cool stuff. Yeah, and it's a new, newer attraction, so yeah. I haven't even been yet. Oh, I'd it's like really go. good. It's really good. I, I, anyway, I'll, we'll talk about that on Monday's show. <laughs> so tomorrow, sports. Monday, we're talking Alcatraz East. Uh, Tuesday, I have no idea. <laughs> Wednesday, entertainment with Dre and Jim. And then next Thursday, we'll be back with another Ask Frank Live edition of Morning in the Mountains where you can win great prizes. And thank you, by the way, for your support all these weeks. Be it was because of this show, mm -hmm. the Thursday live show, that we were able to expand that concept five days a week and because you guys showed up and, and commented and supported and liked and shared. If you hadn't done that, I'll well, probably be off the air by now. So keep us going, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't be here either. <laughs> Are my hearing water drip in the studio? Maybe. It might be time for me to wrap. <laughs> it is kind of wet outside. <laughs> Say goodnight, Mel. Uh, Till next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old setup line from uh, George Burns and Gracie Allen and Rowan and Martin. I learn something new every day. It was an old comedy line where the, the, one, the straight man says to the comedian, Say goodnight, Gracie. And she goes, goodnight, Gracie. You know, oh, I got you. But that's all. So, <laughs> you want to do that over? Yeah, sure. We'll give it <laughs> Say goodbye, Mel. Bye, Mel. <laughs> for Mel Whaley, I'm Frank Murphy. Thank you so much for watching us on Mountain Fun Life.